Hello and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ Fed Talks. How's everything going, guys? Big news, this is episode 50. 50! I should put it in a sound effect. Now, if you notice the uh, the the uh, download title and everything, it actually does not say 50. I mean, the part that I write will say episode 50, but it'll have it as episode 54 or something because uh, the first few guest episodes were, I listed as bonus episodes that were not numbered. And there was one episode I uploaded twice and even after I deleted it, it ticked up the count. So it's going to say like 54 when this is actually the 50th numbered episode. Uh I don't know if you listen to the Flophouse, but their feed has been an absolute disaster uh, because of many episodes and such. So their their like episode number is nowhere near their automatically assigned iTunes number. So I'm just keeping up that grand tradition. Ah, uh, but yeah, 50 episodes. Um, I was wondering if I should do something exciting. You know, bring on a guest or something. Uh, and instead, I'm just recording this at the last minute. Uh, alone, as ever. Uh, so I decided I was mostly just going to talk about TV because some shows came back this week. And uh, frankly, pretty psyched. And sometimes less psyched, but I have things to say. Um, as I'm recording this, uh, The Righteous Gemstones is going to be returning for season two in about 20 minutes, and I'm really excited for that. It's been so long. That's a good show. You should watch it. And there's a new episode of Yellow Jackets for me to watch. Uh, I don't have cable anymore, so I have no idea when Yellow Jackets actually airs. I was kind of assuming it was Sundays at 9, but... Well before that, it's on Hulu for me to see. And <laughs> I don't know if it's like a benefit for Hulu people, like how AMC Plus gives you the shows a week early, or if it actually airs at like 8 o'clock on Saturday or something. I don't know. I should look into that. Uh, and maybe when the season's over in a couple of weeks, I'll do a big Yellow Jackets discussion. Uh, because it's a... It's a very good show that I need to keep my emotional distance a little bit because I don't want to go full-blown lost obsessive. Because, uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm old and I'm not able to update charts every time a TV episode airs anymore. I might have talked about this before. I might have put it on my website. I don't know. Speaking of my website, uh, the APIVE, uh, I did my top 25 TV shows of 2021, and that's all up there now. Uh, uh, check that out at theapive.com. I did it in multiple parts because that's too many shows to write about. Uh, just to give you a spoilie, uh, top five shows coming down from number one. Ultra City Smiths, uh, uh, Joe Parra Talks With You, Succession, Hacks, and the Disney Plus Marvel shows. That's right, I combined four shows into one entry. Uh, so you see, I've got, I've got uh, criti critical favorites and popular hits and weird outliers that I'm probably being annoying by picking. So it's quite a mix. And I think I did a good job writing about some shows. Uh, 
I recommend checking out uh, number six through ten where I write about Superstore and get weirdly emotional. Uh, it's like I'm just learning what friendship is about in the last year because I am a weird, uh, weird hermit man. Oh, also, before I get into TV, uh, my friend Becky got me an isolation shield for Christmas. And when I say isolation shield, it sounds like the last thing I, a man who is generally isolated, needs. But it's for my microphone. And it should make this show sound better. I did not have time to set it up or learn how to use it this week. But next week, we're going to lead right into it. Uh, I also learned that uh, uh, past guest and dear friend Summer has a much better microphone than I do. And I want to get that microphone, which apparently costs less than the microphone I'm using. And the sound quality is just going to get better. My voice is still going to be uh, unpleasant to listen to. I can't do anything about that. Uh, boy, I just had a, had a thought of something I should say that wasn't TV related before I got into it. And I, I don't remember. And I feel like if I stall long enough, I'll think of it. But I probably won't. Oh, this is only mildly interesting, but we had a bad snowstorm this week in my in my hometown and most of the state. And uh, as a result, I couldn't get home for a couple days. Like I couldn't. Wednesday, we got about 12 inches of snow and it was much too dangerous for me to drive home from work. So I stayed at a motel uh, right nearby. And then uh, the next day. The snowing had stopped, but my street and driveway had not been plowed because the plow guy's plow broke. And there was about 12 inches of snow, and there was no way I'd be able to make it up my driveway. Uh, and there's not really a place where I could have parked my car and shoveled and then gotten in. So it was easier to just stay in the motel again. So if I'm a little out of sorts, it's because I had two days of my schedule actually just being blown to hell. Uh by not having any of my stuff and just living out of a duffel bag like a hobo. Uh, the cool thing was I stayed at a Comfort Inn, which is the same chain I stayed at when I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. And the first night my room was exactly the same as my room was there. <laughs> so it was it was a little disconcerting uh, and felt a little like a time warp. But no friends came to visit me in this room. Uh, but so I'm, I'm actually behind on a lot of TV because I didn't have access to my, any of my streaming stuff, but Hey, let's talk about what I did watch. How's that? That's an appropriate way to do 50 episodes since that's mostly what I talk about. Uh, search party on HBO max final season hit on Friday. I have already watched all 10 episodes, which Seems fast, but when you consider when BoJack Horseman would do a season, I would watch the entire season in one sitting before I went to bed. Um, you know, it's a little more reasonable, but still probably not strictly healthy. And I don't know if any if I have any people listening to it who are watching it or going to watch it, so I don't want to spoil anything, but... Season five is wild. It, like every season, the genre shifts a little bit. And this year is bonkers. Uh, the main character, Dory, who has been a 
uh, been a amateur detective, a murderous, uh, kidnappy, uh, has become a cult leader and with apocalyptic visions. And this show that started as a semi-mystery about, uh, about millennials getting overly emotionally involved with the disappearance of a classmate they don't really know. Uh, became about the possibility of ending all life on Earth. <laughs> and I really need somebody in my life to watch this show and watch the finale because I need to talk about it for several hours because it's it's nuts. It's on, on the Raised by TV podcast. They used to uh, they used to do an, do episodes where the the hosts would watch the first episode and the last episode of a series they'd never seen before. And the difference could be jarring. And I submit to you, this would be the most jarring difference between premiere and finale of any TV show ever. Uh, it's it's a good show. It's on my top 25. Uh, probably should have been higher, but it always airs right at the beginning of the year. So it's harder to remember when the rankings come around. But I'm going to remember this season when it's time to rank. Holy smokes, it's it's bonkers. It's great. Uh, so watch that. I mean, it'll be completely incomprehensible if you haven't seen the first four seasons, but they're all there. Uh, Jeff Goldblum has a recurring role in his character is named Tunnel. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real weird, guys. Uh, notably, some uh, I have reality shows to talk about. Uh, I mean, reality in the sense that they're unscripted, uh, but they are uh, competitions. So, uh, you know, I don't have anything to say about 90 Day Fiance. I guess that lady was selling her farts in a jar and she got almost had a heart attack from farting too much. And now she's selling NFTs of farts. And I don't understand any part of the story better than what I just said. So I can offer you no further details. Um, uh, uh, you know, let's talk about Wipeout, which aired on ABC from 2007 to, I think, 2014. It was that, you remember the Big Red Balls. It was the obstacle course show that was meant to humiliate contestants. It was like a, American Ninja Warrior, except if American Ninja Warrior was actually impossible to compete, to complete. Uh, it's a good show. It's a fun show. Uh, I understand some people were hurt very badly making it, uh, which is a little bit of a bummer, but uh, I do enjoy watching it. It's the show I, it's on Hulu now, so I put it on when I'm trying to go to sleep because if I can't sleep, it's entertaining enough that I won't uh, end up focusing on not being able to sleep and maybe I'll just sleep. And it's also not so engaging that my brain is going to try to prevent me from sleeping. Which does happen with some things. So I've been through the series a number of times. The people at Hulu are probably completely baffled by my viewing habits. Uh, but they, they brought it back last year on TBS, which is where Search Party started. Uh... Let me just say this about TBS. Like five years ago, they had just a killer comedy lineup. They had sort of rebranded and they had all these 
really interesting and funny shows. They did Angie Tribeca and The Detour and uh, People of Earth. And uh, uh, there are some others that I'm forgetting right now. But Search Party, obviously, which I mentioned before. But these are all re these unique and, and good comedies. And that was back when I was uh, talking to a lot more people about my scripts and having uh, meetings. And that was like that was a thing that kept coming up was people couldn't believe how TBS had suddenly gotten good. And about three years ago, they just everything got, kind of got canceled. And they have about two shows right now. And that that's a bummer. But that's the world we live in, you know? Uh, I think that's really just a way of me bragging about ha be having meetings. Um, but they brought back Wipeout, and it's the same basic premise. Uh, the new uh, commentators are uh, Nicole Byer and John Cena, which is a weird mix. And... Uh, Camille Kostek, I think I have her name right. They said she's a Sports Illustrated cover model. I am unfamiliar with her. She's the new sideline person. Uh, and she's trying hard, but she's no Jill Wagner. Uh, Jill Wagner, of course, being one of my celebrity crushes back when I still had celebrity crushes. Uh, I had to get out of that business because my real-life crush is farther out of my league than than the famous people, so I had to focus up, I guess. Also, can I just say this? Here's a problem with celebrity crushes. One of my, who would have been in my, my final batch of celebrity crushes before the pandemic broke me, uh, Rebecca Ferguson from the Mission Impossible movies, is, is she's selling cryptocurrency. Nobody is hot if they're selling cryptocurrency. That's, that's a bummer. That's never going to happen with like people I know in real life. It'd be awful if it did. Holy smokes. Uh, anyway, new Wipeout. I gotta say, not as good as old Wipeout. For one thing, they have more of a budget, and that is not to their benefit. Like, I don't want to see multiple camera angles in one shot. Don't, don't, uh... I like, I like my old Wipeout of just setting the camera down so we can see where the person falls. That's right. They made it look too good. Uh, Nicole Byer and John Cena do a good job. Uh, John Cena is a weird guy who I don't really, I can't really put my finger on what his deal is. But he seems like a guy who's committed to doing sort of interesting stuff within mainstream entertainment. And he's really committed to weirdness, which I enjoy. Uh, but I got to say, those two are a little bit dirty. And I'm, I, I'm not a prude, but I don't know. I don't know that I need penetration jokes uh, when people are falling into the water. I've said it. Uh, I like them both. I don't hold it against them. It's just a little much. for they, They're going a little blue for this old man. And you know what? I don't like the way they've changed the rules. It's always teams of two which the old Wipeout would do once or twice a year, and every time I hit one of those episodes now, it's just like, ugh. It's less interesting. It's less fun. Uh, and then they, they cut down the the first obstacle course, so it's a... Well, really, the first and the final, so it's a it's like a tag team... Or a relay, not tag team. 
where everybody does where they do every other obstacle and that for TV purposes, maybe that means less of the same thing, but it's much less entertaining to me. And of the episodes I've seen, the second and third rounds always are the same obstacles now. And that the second round is really a bummer, too. It's it's boring. I miss the sweeper arm and bruise ball and, uh, you know, some of the fun things they would do. This, got to say, I don't care for it. Um, I'm still going to watch it. I just prefer old school Wipeout to new version Wipeout. Uh, that's the Wipeout Report with E.J. Fettis. Um, what are the shows? Oh, BattleBots came back, which is a show about fighting robots, which are actually remote-controlled cars with weapons. Fighting robots makes it sound, sound like a real steel scenario, and it is not that. Uh, but that is a show that I genuinely, unironically enjoy. It is fun to watch. The science is interesting. Uh, there's some interesting personality stuff happening there. And it is cool to see robots with buzz saws and flamethrowers just uh, just go at it. It also has the thing that, like, it's it's a live event in that they have an audience. So uh, it's not something can do a whole lot of editing after the fact. And so it's got the it's got like the American Ninja Warrior thing that I find interesting, which. American Ninja Warrior, if nobody finishes the final obstacle course, the season just ends without a winner. And, uh, or sometimes they really hype up a contestant and they fail immediately. And that's kind of interesting to me. And BattleBots will similarly have these things where, where a match is over in three seconds or like both of them end up, end up knocking their weapons out of commissions and it's just just remote controlled cars driving into each other for three minutes and sometimes that'll happen as the like the final match that they hype up all episode and I I really enjoy when that happens I'm a big fan of the three second knockout uh, but something was I'm going to get a little into the weeds here there is a battle bot they, they called Tombstone, which is like this really simple design where it's this, like I said, basically a remote control car, but it's got this, this, I don't even know if you can call it a blade because it doesn't seem to be sharp, but it's like a, a, a bar that spins incredibly fast out front and it basically can just destroy everything. Like it's this really well-designed thing. Except when it gets wonky. It reacts really badly to getting hit. But it does so much damage that that almost never happens. Uh, the thing is, I don't like Tombstone because the creator and driver is a guy named Ray Billings, I think. I want to say Ray Billingsley, but I think that's an actor. Uh, he's sort of a, a bad loser and a bad winner. And like other BattleBots, people seem to be really invested in matches that they're not involved in and you never see him cheering anybody else on he's just and he might have just sort of leaned into being the villain of the series but people who do that strike me as unpleasant regardless so I always sort of enjoy when he when he loses uh and last year he did pretty bad like he made it to the fight to the the 
maybe the round of 16, but his record didn't warrant him being there, and he got destroyed a couple of times and didn't place all that well. Uh, and there's this another one called... <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this out loud. Captain Shredderator, which basically looks like Captain America's shield, and the whole thing spins very fast, so it's like the entire robot is a buzzsaw. And there's a couple that have that gimmick, and most of them have sort of redesigned and found ways to do better over the last few years, but this is exactly the same design it's been for like six years. And it seems like one that's maybe been in it for like since before it was televised, and like in 2006 it was state-of-the-art, and they just never made it better. Uh, but the their record is terrible. They set out like of their last 13 televised fights over the last three or four years or however long, they'd lost 10 of them. They've had three wins on camera in four to five years. They're not, they're not good. And that's Tombstone's first opponent. And I'm irritated by that because it seems like they're handing him a softball schedule so they can justify putting him in the finals again and like I said, I'm not the world's biggest Tombstone fan uh, so it's like oh what a bummer what a what a turd of a way to start the season and my friends I cannot even I can't even paint a word picture this dumb poorly designed I shouldn't say poorly designed I can't make a robot this uh, uh, primitive compared to the rest of the field. This primitive spinning robot, Captain Shredderator, absolutely destroys Tombstone. It was... I was watching that in my motel because it was, it was on TV that night, so it was something I could actually watch in real time. And losing my mind... Like, within 30 seconds, Tombstone was on fire, and the weapon wasn't working. It kept driving around yet, but, oh, it was it was the most gratifying moment of TV this year. Uh, there were other things in the episode that were good and interesting, but nothing like watching just the dumbest robot take down the one that they keep selling us as being a, a absolute monster. Bless your hearts, BattleBots. Uh, the other show that came back after a long time was Amazing Race, which is a show I really enjoy. Uh, after 30-some seasons, there's no way it's really 30 seasons, is it? It might be, because I think it premiered in 2001, and most, most years they do two seasons. Um, I could pause and look that up. I'm not gonna. It's been a lot of seasons. And so they blur together. And as a result, like, there's stuff in season four that I remember a million times better than stuff that was in the most recent season. That's just how this accumulation of shows that run forever go. Um, I can tell you more about a Simpsons episode I saw when I was 15 than, than the one that was on last week. That's just how it is. Uh, but I still enjoy it. This year, they went a little dramatic with the casting and they didn't do the thing where they sort of introduce every team to you at the beginning like they're parceling out these reveals when teams meet each other 
like when they're hanging out at the airport waiting for their flight and they they uh so what's your story and so far they've had a team with it's always teams of two they had a team with a guy who was <laughs> wrongfully imprisoned for 10 years <laughs> and he likens everything that happens to him as a comparison to being in jail for a crime he didn't commit for a decade. And you'll be surprised to know that everything that happens to him is not as bad as that was. But holy smokes, that dude cannot wait to bring that fact up. Uh, you got to feel bad for the team he introduced himself to, and I think their backstory was, we're flight attendants. But even wilder is... Two of the guys from 1517 to Paris were there. That was that. I guess I shouldn't emphasize the movie. They were two of the guys who basically tackled and subdued a terrorist on a French train a few years ago. And then Clint Eastwood made a movie about it called 1517 to Paris. And they played themselves. And let me tell you, they may be heroic. They can't act. Not even a little. That movie is an interesting experiment, but largely unwatchable. Ah, man, that reminds me. There's a point when I really wanted to do a, a Clint Eastwood podcast where I, and I wanted to do it with a co-host because it seemed like a big job, go through either every Clint Eastwood movie or every Clint Eastwood movie that he directed because there's like a hundred that he acted in. And we could maybe keep it to like, you know, key ones that he acted in, but didn't direct like Dirty Harry, but we don't have to do, you know, uh, Paint Your Wagon or Firefox. And part of it, I wanted to chart what the hell happened to Clint Eastwood. There was a time when I told you he was my, when I would have called him my favorite director. Uh, Unforgiven was my favorite movie for a long time and it's probably still up there. And, like, as his politics changed, he got way less interesting as a as a creator. Like, right around the time of Gran Torino, which is a movie I still sort of like, but I see now that the parts that I thought were meant to be satirical were probably not uh, meant to be that way. And then, you know, he did the Republican convention thing where he talked to an empty chair and... Then for years, his movies have been very sort of didactic and uh, just not interesting. And they are lately now, they're all about, they're all biopics of white men who didn't get the credit that Clint Eastwood thinks they deserved. And it's just really unpleasant. And that's the thing I was thinking of doing, but finding somebody who wants to talk about Clint Eastwood every week with me is a chore. And his movies are not super available on streaming, so it would probably actually be uh, quite a... a uh, best case scenario would be like iTunes or Amazon rentals, and I can't ask somebody to keep paying money to do this project that only I am interested in. Uh, that was my Clint Eastwood digression, but... Uh, hopefully this year I do launch a, a podcast with a co-host. Let's, let's be honest, they'll be the host, I'll be the co-host. 
that I think people will like and has. Uh, but look, I don't want to talk about that until it's ready to go. Although I think it was specifically discussed on a past episode. So uh, uh, go back and check the back catalog, kids. Anyway, I got into a digression talking about uh, Clint Eastwood. But yeah, so two of those guys are a team. <laughs> and again, you're watching them for a while before they drop that bomb. And it's it's weird. It's a little like if stunt casting never works great on Amazing Race because uh, the most memorable contestants are just regular people who are either really cool or have a weird thing about them. Uh, I point you to season five team Colin and Christy, where Colin was a guy who clearly had temper issues and not in a way where he, I make it, I don't mean to imply that he was in any way violent, but he would have meltdowns when things didn't work. He was a guy who famously was just standing in a, in a field screaming, my ox is broken. And it was such compelling TV. And then like three years ago, they did a, like a, uh, they brought back a lot of past contestants and they were still together and she had sort of uh, uh, taught him about meditation and healthy ways of dealing with his emotions. And he had become this really, uh, this really chill, nice man who when confronted with, with adversity uh, was able to cope with it. And it was, it was this really cool thing, which is one of the things it's one of those things that make me make me happy about watching reality TV. But those are just regular people without a fascinating backstory. And that's that's way more interesting than, uh, hey, these guys fought a train bomber and then we're in a bad movie about fighting a train bomber. And cool. <laughs> Clint e we were learning the same thing that Clint Eastwood learned, which is they don't exactly pop on screen. Uh, you know, I miss the early seasons when your backstory could just be engaged or, uh, you know, if you're really out there in season one, you know, the, the really, really, uh, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, scandalous team was gay. It was 2000, 2001, one of those years, you know, or, uh, this team's rodeo clowns. And every single one of that turned out to be more interesting than I think these these uh, sort of stunt casting things will be. That said, I did enjoy the actually watching The Amazing Race and seeing some of the... Just It's going to be weird because they started shooting the season before coronavirus. And in the tag for next week's episode, which is two weeks into the season, Phil's taking everybody aside and going, hey... Uh, there's this virus and we're going to have to shut things down. So I don't know if the season just ends there <laughs> or if they reunite two years later, or maybe they're waiting to reunite until it's actually safe because it feels like that has, we haven't really hit that threshold for being okay to run around the world just yet. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It was good. So BattleBots is an unqualified yes from me. Amazing race. I'm giving it a little side eye, but definitely thumbs up from EJ. Uh, new Wipeout. That's fine, but 
I'd rather watch the old one. And uh, obviously, Search Party is a big old thumbs up. Uh, I guess I have Yellow Jackets to watch now. And I have been thinking a lot about the first season of Yellow Jackets versus the first season of Lost and how it's like just the differences in how TV is now. And maybe we'll talk about that next week or after the season finale in two weeks, I think. Uh, that's the thing the old EJ would have known off the top of his head. And I have to look things up now. I don't know if it's because I've gotten dumber or if I just have other things to remember. Uh, honestly, couldn't tell you for sure. But look, that's the episode. I will point you to our, our amazing sponsor, TeasedbySummer.com, who, uh, as we have established many times on the show, is the best. Uh, amazing t-shirts and mugs. Uh, a lot of designs based on I, I Think You Should Leave. Uh, there's the... Sorry, I touched my microphone there. That probably made a bad sound. Uh, there's the the very good Spice Girls t-shirt, which still makes me laugh. Uh, there's the APIVE t-shirt based on my website. And I just bought another one because... My old one got kind of dirty, and I just want to have a backup because T-shirts can't last forever. Uh, I always want to have a pristine A5 T-shirt ready to go if I ever have a function to attend. Uh, but it, it is all terrific. It's so good. Uh, I got every single mug, and they're on my desk at work uh, next to my various Funko Batman um, and it's so good. It just makes me happy. Like, I don't know what else to say, man. There, it's, it's such good design. Uh, don't be a fool. Get something from teasebysummer.com. You can leave a message for the seller. Tell them, hey, you're doing a great job. You know what? Tell her that. Don't bother with, hey, EJ sent me. doesn't matter. Uh, you know, tell it looks good. We've, uh, most of my, most of my real life friends now have, have, uh, bought into the Teased by Summer lifestyle. Uh, a couple weeks ago when Haley was the guest, she had a t-shirt. She was telling us about that. Telling us. She was telling me, well, no, us, because you heard it too. Uh, honestly, if you want to be in my good graces, I need evidence that you have a Teased by Summer shirt or mug. Uh, and the more you have, the better uh, graces you'll be in. How's that sound? That sounds like a good deal, right? Um, man, I'm getting silly and I want to watch Yellow Jackets. Uh, anyway, teasedbysummer.com. Just the best. Uh, and also, in the meantime, you can email me at fedtalks at yahoo.com. I'm on Twitter at EJ Fettis and Instagram at EJ underscore Fettis. Um, I have not been super active on social media of late because it makes me sad. Uh, every once in a while I'll post something funny. Uh, or something where I attempt to be funny. I'm in no position to judge. But, uh, you know, but you can reach me there. Uh, or if you know me in real life, you can just get in touch with me. 
Uh, so far, most of my listeners do know me in real life, so uh, I'm easy to get I'm easy to get a hold of. Uh, I don't know what I'll talk about next week. We'll see something probably, right? Um. Wow, did I run out of steam? Thanks for listening. I will talk to you next week. Fed Talks is a full boys production. Wah, 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 wah.